Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are doing something slightly different than our normal yes. stuff. <laughs> we are kind of taking a turn to maybe look at some movies that either took influence from Austen or Lynch or maybe had influenced them. Clearly, it would have to be Lynch who would have to be influenced by them. But <laughs> yes, today we are doing Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah, it's very exciting. I thought we it might is. do this one as like a regular episode at some point. But, you know, at the moment, we're just trying to get an episode out there for you. And right. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted this one to be a little more casual and less like a recap. And so we're just going to talk about it. Yes. Yeah, this was very fun to do. I've never seen this movie. I've never Me seen neither. the one we're doing next either. So <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to go in not knowing anything. For both of us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think just last week we told you we had this plan for what we're going to do, but we also were very clear that we were not sure what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having two months personally off does not sort of prepare you for when you have to come back and then really dive into it. So yeah, <laughs> plus craziness. So we thought we would just do some fun stuff. Yeah. So we're going to do some fun movies. So this week, Bridget Jones's Diary and... I really enjoyed it. Me too. I think First Impressions just covered this recently, but I didn't go back and re-listen to it because I was like, I don't want to be influenced since this is the first time I've seen it. You know, I want right. to just get my own impressions for what I thought. <laughs> uh, should I just go ahead? Should we start and just do First Impressions? Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know this is the informal one, but I remember it coming out a long time ago, like in, when it came out 2001 or whatever. Yes. And... I don't know why I never saw it. It was like one of those movies that you kind of get like this weird mental block for. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just am not interested in watching it. You know, I know it's something that's right up my alley, but I just don't have any interest in watching it. And right. I couldn't tell if it was because of Renee Zellweger because I do like her, but like I just never, I don't know. There was something that I always was a little. She like, never like fully like clicked for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, so I kind of went into it thinking, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but honestly, I came out going, was it genius? Or I mean, maybe it was just really good, but I feel like it could have been um, something really smart. I just couldn't really tell. <laughs> I, I think it's almost like, you know, if you take out all like the weird, like, you know, like the the things that like maybe I kind of like find like not cool about early 2000s movies is like the obsession with like weight and being like I'm a spinster even though I'm only 32 and you know like all like the ridiculous crazy you know yes, they kind of yes. had to like mirror the book a little bit obviously well but... that's why I was like is it genius is this part of its master plan but <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I think if you take all that stuff out you're left with so much and I think it's, it actually is really enjoyable. And I think it's a really good story. Like, yeah. I think they did a great job with being like, here are like the small parallels with the Pride and Prejudice book, but here we're going to turn it completely into a new story. And yeah. if you don't know the book at all, or if you know, only even only know it a little bit, you're really probably not going to catch that it's based on Pride and Prejudice or based on a book that's based on Pride and Prejudice. Oh, definitely. But, you know, I felt like the spirit of Jane Austen in it. Like, even oh, yeah. though it wasn't like a direct adaptation, it, there were definitely moments where I was like, okay, this feels like Jane Austen is like definitely influencing, like just her 
sensibilities, you know, the funniness yes. and I feel like she would have really liked Bridget as a character. I feel Definitely. like Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that is such I feel I feel like she is like a quintessential Austin character and I feel like Austin would have appreciated the fact that she I kind of in a way is like the least Lizzie Bennett Lizzie Bennett in a way because she <laughs> she isn't like you know super bookish she's not very like she's kind of like fumbling with her words the whole time she's kind of a goof yeah <laughs> but she's got such a great spirit and you know she's just making the best of what she has and I feel like Austin would appreciate yeah that. yeah and I feel like she she has this like I don't know even though she's like a big goof she never I don't feel like she uh, feels bad about like I don't know. You know, she obviously has like these hangups with her smoking and her weight and stuff, but I don't feel right. like she ever dwells not... on like anything that she says. Like she's confident right. in what she presents to the world. She's like, I know I'm a mess, but I'm going to own it. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'd like, I think at one point, um, I can't remember if it was Colin first character. Someone makes a comment about how she just kind of says whatever comes into her head without thinking of the consequences. <laughs> and I feel like she is like kind of proud of that in a way. Yeah. Like she never, it feels like, oh, I need to shut up and just like think about it. She's just like, well, whatever comes out is probably what I'm feeling. So people I mean, just have to deal with it. what works for her, honestly. Like exactly. when she does that interview thing and she's like, I think I might have a crush on you. And <laughs> they're like, she's a sensation. <laughs> I did like the referential to like the crazy British media and how ridiculous and yeah the whole like era about it was but um <laughs> I just yeah I had a lot of fun watching it I love it, it yeah so okay well I we didn't I didn't do a recap recap and so I yeah. didn't even like write down what happens but I did take notes that are very much like this could be a tone poem <laughs> 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 I, just, I don't even know if I'll be able to connect to them to what was happening uh-huh. but just off the bat, it is so 2001 specifically because like even from the fact like that she's a smoker and everyone else smokes, but it's still kind of a vice, but like she's mm-hmm. ashamed of it, but like it's still acceptable. It's like so 2001. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it also feels like it could have been written today about 2001. Like it feels yeah. over the top in a way that feels like I'm commenting on 2001, which is why I kept keeping, I kept thinking like, is this like a weird commentary on like romance mm-hmm. at the time? And like, is it smarter than it appears to be at first glance? You know? <laughs> I couldn't really tell, but like, I feel like, like it's, I don't know. There's things I didn't like about it, but then I was like, mm-hmm. maybe those things are part of what it's trying to do. Like, you know, yeah. her friend group where like the one girl is basically her characteristic is that she says fuck a lot. And I was like, yes. that's stupid. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was trying to suck me into its cult. <laughs> I, I think what, and I don't know if it's maybe watching it through like a 2021 lens, um, but I feel like it was so campy. Um, maybe on what 2001's culture because she does kind of in a way tracks like her weight throughout it like she'll say it as like her diary entry but she won't say like I'm trying to get down to I'm trying to lose 20 pounds or she's she never really (laughs) says like I'm trying to get down to be skinny so I can be high she's just like I guess people track their weight now so I'm gonna track my weight I guess (laughs) like not really knowing what the end goal 
if there is well, one. I think at the very first resolution, she says she's going to lose 20 pounds. But then pretty much the whole time, it's like, I'm 130, anywhere between like 130 and 139. <laughs> like it's somewhere right. in the 138 <laughs> range. <laughs> yeah. And there's almost also like what I really liked about it was a real like owning of, I guess you could say like how, I don't want to say like, just how like provocative a little bit uh, early 2000s like fashion was a little bit because she wears like mini skirts and she wears like a see-through top and I feel like I watch stuff like Will and Grace and stuff where they wear a sheer shirt and you can see like their bur- like brassiere under it, but no one like comments on it uh-huh. and I feel like in a way like the movie like goes out of its way to be like you know this is business clothes <laughs> but you're really showing a lot of your body and you know blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah but there who cares kind of weirdly I mean this okay this might sound horrible but there's something (laughs) weirdly refreshing about how like blatantly sexist and like you know yeah inappropriate her relationship with with her boss and I was like you know Mm -hmm. we don't we don't get this kind of fun crassness anymore but it's like you know yeah uh, I just enjoyed it (laughs) I think what's so great about that relationship in a way was I never felt like she didn't have the power in that relationship. Like we kind of have the idea that, you know, he's obviously not going to be faithful to her and he's not really going to commit. I mean, they're never really a, like, I guess you could say like uh, an exclusive item in a way. There's never like a declaration of that. Right. But I never felt like, oh, he's like taking advantage of her. And he's like, you know, she's in like this position where if she does something wrong, she's going to get in trouble. Like it always felt like she was safe in a way. Yeah. And I think it wasn't like he was going to fire her or anything. (laughs) Exactly. It was never like she was going to lose her job. And then like when things took a turn for the worse, she kind of like took it in her own hands. and was like, I don't want to do this job anymore. Fuck this place. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she just went to an equally creepy boss <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, an overtly creepy boss <laughs> instead of being like I'm handsome and I have good hair so I can be creepy and it's not creepy but I did appreciate her being like I just have to get away from my boss and he was like okay <laughs> <laughs> he, he like kind of tried but also what was great was which I found so unlike the early 2000s was how supportive her co-workers sort of were of that decision oh yeah yeah And they really, they didn't have any idea that he was necessarily like, I I don't want to say cheating because there was never any sort of like declaration of being exclusive, but like, you know, her coworker Perpetua like immediately took her side Mm -hmm. and a lot of her other coworkers, (laughs) like no one stood up for him, which was really great. Um, So I felt like that was so unlike the early 2000s, which was really cool to see. Yeah. And, oh, my God, so many Jane Austen actors from Colin Firth, oh, yeah. which, I mean, you haven't seen that one yet, but, I mean, obviously, you know, because how can you not know Colin Firth was Mr. Darcy and something? And Hugh Grant, who was mm-hmm. playing kind of the perfect <laughs> part for him. Right. And the woman who was uh, Darcy's girlfriend-ish partner, whatever. Oh, um, let me see, let me see. Elizabeth or something uh, like that. Davids. Embeth Davids. She is uh, Mary Crawford in a Mansfield Park movie that we haven't Ooh. watched yet. I was like, Mary Crawford's on the scene! Watch out! <laughs> <laughs> oh my, you should see my notes because it's all like, 
Hugh Grant, should I trust him? I don't think I should trust him. <laughs> What's a tart and maker party? <laughs> I know I, I couldn't think... trust him. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of, um, like, I. what was so crazy is that Renee Zellweger is, like, a Southern American actress. And hmm. I think I mentioned this to Josh because he's seen this movie before. And I was like, if I had just this is my first Renee Zellweger like vehicle, I would have never have known that she wasn't British. I did want to bring that up because that was one of my first note. I was like, oh, I forgot she was playing British. And then I kept forgetting she was American the whole time. And yeah. I do remember that being like a big thing when it came, when the movie came out. Like, yeah. oh, she's playing British. And I was wondering, well, I wonder why they even wanted her to play it because it's mm-hmm. all British. Like the cast, the writers, the directors. I'm like, I yeah. don't know why i mean she did a great job i just wasn't sure like why they were like no they we don't have any good enough british <laughs> <laughs> i want to say i i had um looked at some like quote unquote notes about this movie and i i want to say basically based on like the time frame maybe she was just really big at the time and yeah she um was. she had apparently had like a I guess you could say shadowed, not really interned, but at a British publishing firm for like a month and no one knew who she was there. And so I can't remember what it was. It was really funny because um, she kept a photo of her, her then boyfriend on her desk, who was Jim Carrey, (laughs) but no one there knew that she was Renee Zellweger. And so they were like, afterwards they were interviewed and they were like, we thought it was really weird that she had a photo of Jim Carrey on her desk, but we didn't want to embarrass her and call her out. So we didn't say anything. Oh my gosh. And oh my God, the other big controversy or, you know, big thing at the time was that she gained weight to play this part. Yeah. 25 pounds to be exact. I was like, I couldn't have told, told you at all that she, no, she gained no. weight she looked so thin <laughs> to me yeah so she's still like a very like i would say in the general size the average I think it size just gave her boobs it was like yeah five pounds of boobs and butt <laughs> if we i was gonna say it mainly so appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> but what was I, I, there was like a, a bunch of things about her accent because you know she was the only american and apparently like she was very much into that, like, um, is it method acting where they like are the character the whole time or uh-huh. where she on set and she only ever talked in the British accent because she was like, I don't ever want to lose it. And so Hugh Grant apparently did not know she was American until the rap party <laughs> until she started talking to him. And he was like, why are you talking this way? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I could understand that, though, like, especially for like an accent, like once you're in it, you know, you got to stay mm-hmm. in it. I mean, yeah. I'm not all for method acting when it comes to being like, I'm everyone must refer to me as a different name and all that kind of stuff. But like, I can mm-hmm. understand an accent that's like that big a deal. Because I would think it would be yeah. a big deal because people are always so insane about accents. I never yeah. understand why people are so crazy about whether this accent is appropriate or if it's done well enough. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, I would say as long as it's not like insanely bad, then I think it's <laughs> sometimes okay. Sometimes then it's, it's fine too because yeah, sometimes I've it's heard American bad. accents that are like all sorts of all over the place, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I'm sure every country has all sorts of different accents. So <laughs> right, and um, well, apparently she worked also like I guess she was like she probably felt the pressure of getting the accent right, so she also worked with like a accent coach. Who ended up oh. being the same accent coach who worked with Gwyneth Paltrow in is it 
Shakespeare in Love? Is that what she was oh, in? I thought you were going to say Emma. <laughs> no, she, no, because uh, Shakespeare in Love was three years after Emma. So I wonder if oh. afterwards, because I did not like Lance Paltrow's accent. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> but, well, I mean, her accent was definitely not as good as. Renee's. Renee, yeah. Yeah. But um, I think one of the things I was reading was commenting on how funny it was that, you know, people were all in an uproar about an American playing a British person. And they, <laughs> she did, afterwards, they were like, she did such a great job. Like, we didn't even really, like, really realize that she was American, whatever, whatever. And then there was like all this talk about like how like Americans are going to come and play British people now. And then the exact opposite <laughs> has happened where British people have been playing Americans for so long. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. It's just funny to me. Huh, um, let's see. <laughs> oh, this is weird that Solomon Rushdie was in it. It's oh, random. <laughs> so I did read. He's friends with Helen Fielding, who wrote the novel that this is based on. Oh, uh huh. And, and apparently, she had. I think when she was writing the screenplay, she was kind of writing that scene, and she was like thinking. And apparently, she just. I don't know if she had just talked to him or whatever, but she called him back up and was like, hey, do you want to make a fool of yourself on my movie? And he apparently agreed to it. He thought it was really funny. Well, the only thing um, anybody ever talks to him about is the bathroom. Exactly. I did love um, her little speech where she was like, this is the best book that's ever been written. And there's like 50 other novelists in there who are like... <laughs> Excuse Definitely me. One of the top thirty, <laughs> maybe even better. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of like I for some reason I kept thinking of modern persuasion while watching it. Maybe just because it was the other thing we've watched most recently that was kind of a modern adaptation. Yeah, and I was like, yes, this is how comedy is supposed to land. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like I was looking at. I was like, who wrote this? And the screenplay. I mean. I said uh, Helen Fielding, who wrote the novel, also wrote the screenplay, but Richard Curtis also worked on it. And then speaking of Jane Austen, uh, Andrew Davies also worked on the screenplay. I saw that. I saw that. And he worked on the second one. And I think Emma Thompson helped work on the third one, which I haven't seen the other two yet. But now I'm like, well, well, I need to go watch those as well. (laughs) (laughs) I do. um, Yeah, I do want to watch the other ones because there was like, I didn't realize and I had known that there were three movies, but um, it's like considered like a rom-com trilogy and it was like <laughs> the first rom-com trilogy that had all female directors and oh, um, interesting yeah it had, it had like the same cast throughout I think or the same lead woman so it was like a lot of like firsts um yeah one of them wasn't even that long ago like 2016 16? I want to say yeah I think so something about like a oh yeah Bridget Jones's baby is what it's called. But it's got Patrick Dempsey in it. I don't think it has Hugh Grant. Oh. But maybe something happens. Well, I mean, why would Hugh Grant still be in it? Because they're not, they weren't, well, who knows what happens in the second one, but. (laughs) I was going to say, he's on the cover of the second one, so. (laughs) I said, every encounter in this movie is the most awkward. I actually was thinking a lot. Mm -hmm. I I wonder if this is pre The Office, because it feels like kind of the office kind of humor-ish, but not like all the way, like pre the office kind of office humor. I mean, right. maybe the British office was out by then. Um, the British office actually came out the same year. Ah. 2001. <laughs> Must have just been in the, the air at the time. Yeah, well, I mean, British, maybe it's like that quintessential British humor. I'm very <laughs> bad at picking it out, so... 
So what did you think of all of... Let's go through the characters. and well, We talked a lot about uh, Br- Bridget so far, but let's do yes. some of the other characters. Okay. What, okay, well, let's do the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Colin Firth as our Mr. Darcy, Mark Darcy. <laughs> um, he was a, a good Darcy yeah. parallel, for sure. <laughs> he He was, and it was kind of like... I don't know. He seems a lot meaner than Mr. Darcy, probably because like formalities and, you know, it's present day. So he's like just being awful. Yeah. But he seemed more awkward, though, like more. Yeah. Like a lot of people um, think of Mr. Darcy as possibly having like um, some sort of I can't. Uh, like being on like, the spectrum of some yes, sort. Yes, being on the spectrum of some sort. And this character felt more like he could be to me. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like maybe like not having as many like social cues or yeah he just had a certain like awkwardness to him but you know yeah so i don't want to say that that means anything but (laughs) right right no i (laughs) I could just see the parallels more of that yeah well what was so funny was like i didn't really think about this till after the movie but i feel like him and bridget even from like the get-go would have complimented each other so well because she just she also in a way doesn't have great social cues and social pickups (laughs) like she kind of just says what she's feeling and there's not any like you know beating around the bush and I think that would really complement his personality really well yeah so it you know I wonder if that's part of the thing because like they don't have good social but like a lot of the advice I found that people were giving them or like giving her throughout the movie I was like this is horrible advice but so it is like you know her just being herself is like (laughs) <laughs> better advice than the actual like yeah act like you don't like him and all this kind of stuff and <laughs> I I I did think the advice I feel like that is also very campy of 2000 early 2000s yes. because <laughs> they were like you know you need to know current events you need to be scholarly and you need to be like sort of mysterious and you see her like cleaning up her apartment reading a book I don't remember what the book was but she was just saying to herself isn't it awful what's happening in Chechnya? And she just kept saying it like that was all she was going to say. She wasn't going to go any further. I thought that was so funny. And she did it. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't go any further. <laughs> she was like, ooh. Uh, yeah, that was really funny. But, uh, but um, okay, what about Hugh Grant? Um, I mean, I didn't like him at all. I cl- it was like pretty clear from the get-go <laughs> that he was going to be our, um, our Wickham. And- yes. And he but was just, I was the whole ugh. time trying to be like, well, he could surprise me and be okay. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But it was like that, Um, in a way, it was like he was made to be so unaware of how awful he is because <laughs> he, you know, he gets caught sort of with another woman and she doesn't want to be with him anymore. But then he shows up on her birthday yeah. and is like <laughs> acting like he's like, you know... <laughs> Wasn't that I good? I could definitely um, buy his charm. I was like, yeah, uh, I could put myself in her shoes and be like, that would be really hard to resist, even though you know he's yeah. um, not good. <laughs> but right. Like, you know? <laughs> well, he's got like the best hair and he is very <laughs> handsome in this movie. I did think, um, I've always thought that Colin it's Firth funny. was very attractive, but like I never was law, like I never felt or saw like that sort of thing that everyone was like, oh, Colin Firth, like 
But I feel like in this movie, you haven't seen that Pride and Prejudice yet. I say not yet. That's but... the reason that everyone feels that way. <laughs> what What's so funny is that in some of the stuff I was reading, that um, I think it was um, Helen Fielding was saying that she, when she wrote the book, that she wrote this character thinking of that Pride and Prejudice, uh, Colin Firth, Mister Darcy, and she kind of threw it out there like, "Oh, wouldn't this be funny if he got cast to play it?" And he did. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, just like kismet. He's always meant to be uh, a Darcy. Yeah. Um, what about um, her friends? Um, well, because I, I liked them as a unit, but I had problems with them individually. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's so great is that they were always in the unit. They were always yes. all together. Um, <laughs> Okay, we could start with uh, Shirley Henderson, who plays Jude. Um, she, and I immediately knew she was Moaning Myrtle and Harry Potter. And there's oh, yeah. a lot of Harry Potter crossover in this as well. <laughs> well, um, <that's> British. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's their Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> but um, Well, is it Game of Thrones their Game of Thrones? <laughs> you know what I mean. It's that time's Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. Um, I think of it as, Doctor, as her as a Doctor Who character yes because she was in an episode <laughs> oh really <laughs> well she's got like that such like a singular voice and yeah. a look that i you know you you know her from somewhere you just always know her from somewhere but um yeah i i don't remember what the her opening scene i remember was her crying in the bathroom um which they were like you know oh it's really funny because in morning myrtle she was crying in the bathroom but <laughs> Um, I, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought she was probably like the most like even keeled out of the bunch. Um, the other two seemed very like wild, and <laughs> a little bit like a uh, what's the word? Uh, yeah, just like I don't want to say unhinged, but they seemed a little well, bit she... more, you know. Lively. Yeah, I feel like Jude was the least reliant on a single defining characteristic <laughs> like yeah the one guy was i had a hit song in the 80s and the other girl was i say fuck a lot and yes. at least she was like i call about my boyfriend troubles and you know give advice and stuff like that right um <laughs> i did uh the friend who does say fuck a lot i do love sally phillips um <laughs> i think she's really funny she plays one of my favorite characters on veep um <laughs> she's the oh my god the is it she's a norwegian ambassador or something and she's just so funny um but i i it wasn't that i didn't like her or you know like her portrayal and it was just i just felt it so like i was like this is seems so lazy but then i also that's what kind of was like maybe all these things that i'm having problems with are actually part of its genius so <laughs> right well yeah because it's like <clears throat> I think when we look at like the title of it, like it's Bridget Jones's diary. She's not really going to talk much about her friends. She's kind of going to like, she knows her friends. So she's just going to gloss over who they are. And since when um, does a 30 year old woman call what she writes in every day, a diary and not a journal. <laughs> a journal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did read that apparently Sally Phillips had also, she had an audition for Bridget. It's probably a British thing. Maybe, maybe it's like a <laughs> diary. It sounds more. Uh... Yeah, it's probably a British thing. <laughs> they probably don't even have journals. <laughs> yeah. But I was um, like, diary sounds so 13 year old girl. 
It does make me think about that, especially because of that Diary of a Wimpy Kid series that was very popular when I was growing up. (laughs) I always think of like teenagers, you know, dishing in your diary. But I liked her friends. I thought they were, I thought they were funny and they were in the appropriate amounts. It wasn't like too much or too little. Yeah. What about her parents? Because they were kind of like the B storyline. And I enjoyed it, but I also kind of felt like you could have got rid of it entirely. <laughs> well, I feel like I didn't Except really... Except for it did produce my favorite line, which was when she finally comes back home to her husband and they're just talking by the fireplace and she goes, um, oh, the thing is, close up, he was almost purple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Correct me up. <laughs> it, me too. I thought her mom was really funny. Um, oh, what's the actress? I Emma liked Jones. both of them. I was just like, when I was trying to rewatch it, like in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. I was like, I guess it's only an hour and a half, so whatever. But you know, yeah. <laughs> Which her mom? Uh, I don't know if you caught. I'm sure you did, but she was Mrs. Dashwood in Sense and Sensibility. So another oh Austin crossover. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Although I, I did know she was familiar. Yes, but I thought she was great. I thought she was really, like, fun. And I never, I felt like she was a very good parallel to the 2005 Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley, that mom. Uh Um, Because I felt like that mom, essentially, if she was brought to present day, would be, like, this mom, very, like, you know, talkative and very kind of, like, (laughs) I feel like she would be the type to be, like, I'm just going to run off with this TV personality and... (laughs) Up and my uproot my yeah. life because I'm bored. Yeah, yeah, and then come back because Mr. Bennett's nice, <laughs> <laughs> right? And not purple. Um, and then uh, thing is, up close he was almost purple. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, yeah. And her dad, he was really good too. He was very nice. I feel like there was less of a focus on him and Bridget's relationship. As, there, as much as yeah. there is probably in the actual, like, Pride and Prejudice story. Yeah. It just seemed like such a, like, oh, something in my life has to fall apart because my love life is good. So it's my parents' relationship. And it's like, okay. It's not really right. in your life. You're a grown-up, so. <laughs> right. I did kind of think about how, um, I don't know, I don't like, maybe um, manicured it was that, she just like his her mom just kind of left and everyone was kind of like sort of fine with it but maybe a little bit sad but like no one was like this is crazy yeah well, and then she comes back were they rich i couldn't tell <laughs> i don't think so i think they because were like they were like middle class friends with the darcy's and the darcy's house seemed kind of fancy when they went to it yeah which made me think oh maybe they're rich and then i was like but she was playing at their house as a kid so that means they must be neighbors does that mean that she's rich too or is it just like a i don't know yeah i i didn't really (laughs) i don't don't know because i mean well in a way like because her parents home is very like normal like it's not large and at the end the credits when you see like the video of them like playing together in the yard or whatever yeah it looks like a (laughs) It was, yeah, but it was like a normal yard. Like it wasn't like this grounds or it was like a backyard. So I don't know. I think it was just when she pulled him into that like coat closet or whatever. And there were like yeah. a million pictures, like taking up every square inch of the wall behind them. And I was like, uh-huh. is this a rich person's house? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it looks like a gallery of some sort. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I, I wonder if maybe it's one of those things where they it's are a fancy party. Maybe, or like maybe the Darcy's are like really rich, but because it's not, it's like the, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, it's not really like viable to live out in the country in a giant house. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Sometimes I just wrote, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> And I wrote, ooh, Hugh Grant, gag. We don't like him. <laughs> no. Daniel Cleaver. No. Oh, you. the fight. Oh, the fight. I wrote, I love the waiter <laughs> onlookers in their white shirts and ties. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they just came outside the restaurant to watch and just left everyone inside. Now, when I was just rewatching it, I was like, there's some sort of weird strobe light effect going on. And I was like, I don't understand what this lighting is. Like, what is happening that's yeah. causing this is there something or is it just for effect or is i don't know i thought I, maybe, maybe there was something effect. they set up that i missed <laughs> i yeah i don't remember maybe it was like a, for effect um but i did like how like dramatic the fight was and almost and how comedic it was where they stopped fighting to sing happy birthday uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and then immediately after like the big dramatic end is them flying out of a window. <laughs> I know. I wrote, whoa, the window. <laughs> and I like how everyone is still inside eating. Like no one like is like, I'm leaving. This is crazy. Or everyone's just yeah. like, we're going to eat. No one's screaming. Or <laughs> right. <laughs> and then at the end when he was like, and he's going to New York with his law partner. And I was like, wait a minute, New York, this is your law partner? How did I never get that until the end? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, I don't know, but maybe it was his law partner and fiance, mm. I'm assuming. And it then seemed like they had kind of just met or I guess they just worked together. Or... I don't know. I don't know. At one point I did kind of get confused with the woman who Hugh Grant's character was cheating on her with, um, with his, oh, Hugh, uh, with I the first fiance. I thought she was Lena Headey. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I think he uh, mentioned that says something about her being super young. And I looked up her and Renee Zellberger's birth year, and they're both born in the same year. So they're the exact same age. Uh, hmm. I just thought she looked like someone with a weird haircut. She did kind of have that look of like, almost like um, I'm a model in a way. Like, I was like, oh, is she someone like, you know, like I think about like in the Devil Wears Prada where uh, Giselle Bündchen is like a character sort of. And but like you could tell like, oh, that's a model who is acting because they just have like <laughs> a certain like look about them. They're like, I'm like, that's a model. Right. But... I, I was like, why is he still with Mary Crawford? <laughs> 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 when they got to the end. Um, <laughs> and once they were starting to get to the very end, you know, like once he came and interrupted the trip to Paris and they went inside mm -hmm. and then, you know, she's, he finds the diary and I was like, what is happening? I thought this movie was over. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's so crazy is like, I don't know, maybe it's like a European thing, but they were like, Oh, look, like we're taking you to Paris for the weekend to like, so you can forget about everything. And she was just kind of like, I don't like, she almost acted like she didn't want to go. And <laughs> if I was being given a free weekend in Paris, I would have gone, but maybe I don't it's a think European it's novel thing. novel when you can just hop on a train and be there. I guess, but it's just like ugh, the idea. But um, yeah, I was like, why is he a? Why is he reading her diary? And B, why is she? 
why is he at first like because i was you know we don't find out that he's buying her a new one until after right. it but at first i thought he was like storing off and i was like clearly she wrote that like months <laughs> ago like I are know. you gonna be that stupid <laughs> although it said november and i think it like i assume the movie was an entire year so like oh yeah started on new year's and ended on new year's so November was kind of late in the process for her to be right. I hate him. <laughs> but still, I I was just, I think I wrote, oh my goodness, not the diary. <laughs> I thought we were wrapping this up. <laughs> I think that was the moment where I was like, how do we still have 20 minutes left? <laughs> I was like, I feel like we're at the end. Um, yeah. But no, we still have her run out into the snow with her sexy leopard underwear. And <laughs> I know. I said, let's get inside and toast those buns. We're just <laughs> on the street. <laughs> I did think it was really funny how, like, she walks out and you're like, no, your pants. And she's like, oh, I forgot. And then comes back and just gets her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I guess there wasn't a pair of pants close. <laughs> she had to hurry, even though he would have been coming back. <laughs> let's see. Was there anything else specifically? I'm trying to look at my notes and see. There's anything else specifically? I just the smoking really. I was like crazy every time that you know everyone's smoking yes. inside, and just her friend group smokes, and I was like, this is so me in 2001. Like half the people had quit smoking, half the yeah. people were still smoking and feeling <laughs> guilty about it. <laughs> I I was, and maybe it's because of growing up I grew up in like the prime like anti-smoking age but I did notice that I was like oh the god they're smoking a lot but I was like oh but it's European cigarettes and maybe it's not so bad but then also <laughs> she wrote I think like you know <laughs> yeah pretty much but she was like you know that whole thing like I gotta quit smoking gotta quit smoking and after she starts hooking up with Hugh Grant she's like you know and I um she's like 20 cigarettes but only post-coital and I was like <laughs> 20 that's so many yeah it did make me laugh though <laughs> what is oh what party? was um oh, the tartan vicar party i was just about to say <laughs> i was i thought it was really funny and i found the parallel between that and legally blonde where she shows up to the yale law party yeah. and they told her it was a costume party but they lied to her uh-huh she showed up as a playboy so that when did yeah. that movie come out um i it's was be around probably, the same time too i would think yeah not too much longer let's see same year oh my gosh <laughs> crazy how all that all that works you know like everyone's having the right. same ideas at the same time right and yeah play by bunny yeah i thought that i really did not that that creepy uncle of hers and Ugh. his wife i was like no these two are definitely the most icky people in this movie even more ickier than hugh grant <laughs> yeah well yeah i the the aunt una i was like she just seems kind of like like a bitch <laughs> like she's really mean <laughs> yeah um but she then, called out that other lady for like no for still wearing a costume even though she, and she was like i'm not wearing a costume <laughs> But the guy who plays the uncle, we had, was he in Jane Austen? Maybe. He's um, James Faulkner, who was in Game of Thrones. He was Randall Tarley. And he was in Downton Abbey. He was Lord Sindby. I was like, I knew I recognized him from somewhere. Oh. Oh. So he's like kind of one of those people. I'm, I'm sure he was maybe in Harry Potter somewhere. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have kind to be. kind of reminded me of John Waters. <laughs> 
<laughs> a little bit. He kind of had that like thin mustache and he was kind of bald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought that was such a such an interesting, I don't know if it's like a British thing, but that theme of a party where it's like basically like priests and sex workers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it was weird. <laughs> such a such a very interesting mashup. And I mean, clearly it's like, ooh, like let's get the women in skimpy clothing and the men can be priests, I guess. But yeah, I mean it makes sense that it didn't happen because when you look at, at the makeup of this party, it was like these people are gonna dress <laughs> darts. <laughs> I was like, oh, and, but also it's like, is this a a, a family uh, <laughs> theme? <Yeah. laughs> but know. then, like the fact that they t- managed, there was a pretty big party, and they managed to tell everyone except for like four people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her and well, her and her dad both. So I'm like, how do you miss that? Yeah. I did yeah. think it was kind of funny how he was like, at least I didn't spend as much as he did. And they like it pans to some guy who's dressed like the Pope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> da- damn Hugh Grant for not going with her to that party. <laughs> I know. Was, well, he is a piece of garbage. But And then when he like the next day she goes in or, you know, after she finds the girl in his thing. And the next day he's like, we're engaged. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like. This is just like Wickham and Lydia too. <laughs> yeah, I guess completely. It, it reminded me of everything. um, um, not Wickham, but Willoughby from Sense and Sensibility. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I agree. They're all you know. They're all sort of like yeah. They're all at the same a scale of bad, <laughs> <laughs> the spectrum of bad. <laughs> I choose Chaka Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Saddam Hussein joke. Very 2001. Very, yeah. Well, well, I was watching something. Maybe it was Sopranos or maybe it was something else where they did like a Saddam Hussein like sort of joke that was like kind of funny because it was like a, the teacher was like, I am, she's like, oh, I love Saddam. Like she, I was like, I love Saddam Hussein. And they were like, you love him? She was like, as a as a subject to study, because she's like a history teacher. Oh. <laughs> it was just like, they gave her like a bunch of like Saddam, like iconography and stuff. It was really, I can't remember what it was though. But um, it was just funny because it kept coming up and I was like, a lot of like Saddam things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, so there's only one moment in time where this joke would have been made. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well, are there any other like random characters besides like Natasha who she at first I was like okay she's just generic but then like she became a real I realized she's a real prude because <laughs> she's always like yeah. uh, what are you doing having fun over there and uh, <laughs> off humor I don't like it <laughs> yeah well she was supposed to be our Caroline so she's supposed to be proper and um... oh true 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 you know, I that's why I, I thought they were together, but I was like, are they together? I can't really tell. But um yeah. she just, you know, I, I feel personally that Caroline has some sort of likable qualities, but I don't feel like they made this character very likable. She was just kind of like a prude and just kind of mean, like without being like funny about it. Yeah, she wasn't she didn't have a lot of good moments. I no, did wonder about fine. I thought it was funny when they went on their mini vacation hmm. and it was like it must be true love. We're going on a vacation. <laughs> and they get there and there's like 
only four people in this whole hotel aren't with this wedding, and it's you mm-hmm. and Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go on the boats, and I was like, why are they going on two separate boats? That's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder I wonder if maybe there's like a deleted scene where he was like, you know, being flirty and was like, oh, like, let's race or something. And But it was kind of funny that he fell in the water. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a funny scene. And they did and it, look like they were having fun and Darcy looked jealous. Yeah. Well, that was like, what was so interesting was like, because I, I remember seeing Hugh Grant on the second, on the cover of the second movie. So I was like, oh, maybe like he's not so bad in this movie because they seem to be having a really good time. But then, you know, he's <laughs> a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he was, but it wasn't like horrible, horrible because like, they hadn't really been going out that long and he clearly got scared by her mentioning the love word and was like, yeah. no, I'm going to marry this other girl. And then he felt bad about it. So I didn't really think he was like horrible, horrible. It wasn't like, right. he wasn't mean to her or like a bad no. guy. He was just kind of a dick. He was, like, yeah, <laughs> he was kind of like a fuck boy. And yeah. I mean, like, like I said, there was never like uh, a statement of like exclusivity. So they weren't necessarily like, together together but i think it's like that weird thing of like early 2000s movies where it's like we're together even though we didn't say it and then yeah. you know he like can't commit i don't know maybe he has yeah. a change so of I heart see him being resuming ish yeah especially yeah. if her and darcy like have issues and then he comes in with his funny charming ways <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll have to do the rest of them at some point as like little filler episodes here and there. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be really fun to do that. Um, yeah. Because I do really like Renee Zellweger. <laughs> I think she's very talented. I did. I did really like her. And I was kind mm-hmm. of surprised. And I, I told you this before. And I don't think... <laughs> I guess I'll tell the podcast audience. But like, <laughs> I have always... I, I had a special hatred for Jewel <laughs> when I was in the 90s. Oh, um, okay. And for some reason, Renee Zellweger and Jewel are always in my brain. Like, side by side. Person. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm glad that, you know, enough time has passed that I was just like, oh, can separate a surprise. The two. <laughs> I didn't think that was a surprise. I was like, I don't think that they would actually make this movie today. Like, it's Probably so not. over the top with all of its, like, a reverence but i love its silliness and mm-hmm. yeah it feels like a really smart commentary wrapped in a silly romance very much like a jane austen novel <laughs> yeah it, it, and it, it is really i mean i feel like this movie is very much like towards the, the i would say the final stretch of like the rom-coms because i feel like yeah. they got you no know, they were really popular in like the 80s and the 90s and then i feel like the early 2000s when they started to kind of die out as being like the premiere kind of thing yeah so i am glad that it's there and it does make me want to read the book yeah i am interested to read the book although reading the description of the book made me think it sounded kind of sex in the city-ish but i was like but bridget is not a carrie bradshaw type at all no so (laughs) (laughs) she's an amalgamation of a couple of them (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like i don't know something about maybe the woman who wrote it had some sort of sex column or something in the I don't remember oh. <laughs> see I didn't do any research for this episode so <laughs> no. but I do feel like this movie could be a fun one to have done with like a lot of research because 
I bet yeah. there is a lot of interesting commentary out there about, you know, what this movie is really about and what it means. And mm-hmm. well, yeah, was I was really... to watch the other three, too. Yeah, <laughs> it was really interesting just to kind of like, because like I um, was just looking up to see like what like sort of like things like a trivia or like random like things that are kind of interesting about this movie. And, you know, there were a lot of like really interesting, just like random tidbits. Let me see if I have any of them. I did find that, and it does make me want to read the book, that in 2007, The Guardian named Rachel Jones' diary as one of the 10 novels that best define the 20th century. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, also on the list. <clears throat> the British also, 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> well, also on the list was uh, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, um, The Great Gatsby, Anne Frank's uh, The Diary of a Young Girl, um, and Catcher in the Rye. So it's like, so interesting wow. that you know i think it's because like maybe modern ideas of rom-coms have been like so watered down and it's like oh like there's not much to it but it makes you really want to read the book well i definitely think it was definitely high up there i mean we just saw modern persuasion and it was a million times better than that movie mm-hmm. no offense to modern persuasion but like Modern Persuasion was like a real movie that felt like a Lifetime movie. And this one was like a real movie that felt like a real movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. It felt like it could have been like a Meg Ryan movie or, a, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just felt like a real well-made. Like I kept thinking of Love Actually, even though I liked it better than I like Love Actually. Well, that guy that was also... The, the third writer who wasn't Andrew Davies or um, Helen Fielding was the guy who wrote Love Actually. Um, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I read that this was kind of like, um, it was, I wouldn't say like a blockbuster, but like, you know, it was a big, like, um, yeah. like theater hit, like a, made a lot of money. and Oh, yeah. They wouldn't do two sequels if it didn't. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but um, I did find a list of other actresses that were considered for the role. Which, oh, was a very inter- it's a very long list. I won't read everyone, but Patricia Arquette was considered um, Juliette Binoche, Selma Blair. Patricia Arquette? Yeah. I don't... Okay. I don't really think of her <laughs> as a romantic comedy person at all, but... Me? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, like, really interesting people on this list, like Kate Blanchett, uh-huh. Helena Bonham Carter. She's a good Carter. enough actress. I think she could do it. Hello, yeah, Mom yeah, Carter. Yeah. Also, seems very intense and yeah. But I she maybe... also at the time would have been a little old, I would think. Is she well, old? Maybe not. Or I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I just feel like <laughs> she is older than Renee Zellweger. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just like because she's maybe played a lot of like older characters. I'm not very good at judging know. age, so I don't know. <laughs> Cameron Diaz, Nicole Kidman, Lucy Lawless, Sally Phillips. Who was in it? Um, Tilda Swinton. As Bridget? Yeah. Well, that would have been an interesting movie. <laughs> yes, I actually could Did she do any rom coms? Tilda Swinton? I don't, I don't think so. I only associate <laughs> her with like very um what's I don't know what you would even call those types of movies, but just very like artistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like avant garde almost in a way. Uh-huh. Um, Emma Thompson, uh, Naomi Watts. Well, Emma Thompson would obviously been great, but she would have also been too old. I think she probably would have been a little bit older. I mean, I mean, you could have played it older. I mean, who who cares? Exactly. <laughs> right. 
um, Kate Winslet, and then like Catherine Zeta Jones. Naomi so, Watts, I freaking love. So me and too. Kate Winslet, our... I love too. We would have a real crossovers, real crossovers going yes. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy would it have been if Naomi Watts or like Lauren Dart, <laughs> Bridget Jones? I mean, not oh gosh, like that they would have been better, or worse, or whatever. But I just would think. Have been, like, for the podcast, so they were really interesting because yeah. some like quintessential David Lynch girls with some real Jane Austen boys. <laughs> I know. I love. I love when we have that kind of crossover where it's like Austen and David Lynch because we don't get it a lot. Yeah, was but Laura Dern like, on that list of potentials? Um, no, she wasn't, which is rude in my opinion. But maybe she doesn't want to do British <laughs> accents. Maybe, maybe. I did find that apparently the fight scene was not choreographed. It was completely improvised. <laughs> it looked <laughs> hilarious. It was I the know. perfect middle-aged man fight. <laughs> yes, it was I th- think it was ridiculous. kind of silly and funny when friend boy version went yes. and was like, there's a fight, a real fight. And I was like, there's no way that the people of the British country or, you know, people living in right. London haven't seen a fight. I just... <laughs> in the streets, yeah. I'm sure they've seen the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably why the waiters just kind of left everyone inside and came outside just to like watch <laughs> like yeah. we're like uh, another fight i like though the first thing that hugh grant like takes the lid of the trash can and hits him over the head and all the waiters are like <laughs> he's cheating <laughs> <laughs> like they have like bets on it i like that <laughs> I, I was like i agree you're cheating because <laughs> he's the bad guy yeah um, but it was really funny <laughs> Yeah, I, I love this movie. Well, do we have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Um, I guess, I don't know. I feel like this is a really good rom-com because, and I would even put it up there in like the, in the same kind of, I guess you could say like, proverbial shelf as like the sleepless in seattle and because i feel like it has that same charm to it and the characters are all charming in their own ways and the story is really great but i feel like it does an even better job of holding itself up to be not so like you know of its time in a way yeah and honestly even though it's like probably even less in its own way similar to pride and prejudice than like clueless is to emma but i feel like I would totally put it on a like list of Jane Austen out of, you know, um, yeah. movies. And I would, I'll definitely rewatch it. I want to watch the next two. I'm very glad I did finally watch it. And me too. That, um, you know, I can get over my own personal biases. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll have a like Renelle's, Renee Zellweger like Renaissance. Well, I don't think I disliked her because I do like her. The only other thing I can really remember is Jerry Maguire. And I didn't have a mm-hmm. problem with her or that movie. I don't really remember it that much. but <laughs> Right. I can't even think of anything else she was in. But I'm sure she was in stuff that I liked her in. Wasn't she in Chicago? Oh, the yeah. Movie? She was in Chicago. Was she? Yes. Yeah. She was good in that. Yeah. And then I, um, I heard she was really good in that uh, Judy movie that came out last year about Judy Garland. True. True. So I still want to watch that. So at some point I'll have to watch it, but it was this was really good i enjoyed doing it. yeah i really enjoyed it definitely a good rom-com that will definitely go on my list whenever i'm doing a rom-com-a-thon 
<laughs> uh, should we make a recommendation of our favorite rom-com besides Bridget Ooh. Jones? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Let me um, since we're doing a casual combo. <laughs> let me uh, rack my brain really quick. <laughs> I know mine, so I'll go ahead and say my favorite um, rom com. Well, I, of course, I say that, and then like five others pop into my head immediately. But <laughs> <laughs> as much as I want to see *Romancing the Stone*, I think my favorite is actually *Joe versus the Volcano*. Because I just love that movie. It's got so much heart. And Meg Ryan plays three different Meg Ryans. And she's so funny. <laughs> and they have a really good chemistry, her and Tom Hanks. And mm-hmm. when you watch it, it's one of those movies that, like, every little detail is set up at some point along the way. And it's like, oh, this is so genius. <laughs> and it's, it's just a really fun, cute one. And it was on HBO, you know, one of those <clears throat> back before internet tv uh-huh they played the same movies over and over and over again and if you were <laughs> a kid you would watch the same movies over and over again and i definitely watched that movie a million times and i still love it <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen that one before so i'll have to ah. i know i know i I, I think i've heard you and josh talk about it too before and i don't know why it's such a, a thing for me it's just a random one it. you know i think it's a movie a lot of people don't think about but i just love that movie <laughs> well my recommendation for i guess my favorite rom-com is one that i've watched only recently which is sacrilege according to everyone in my life uh, my best friend's wedding oh I, we were just talking about that one recently weren't we i think so yeah it might have been that i just watched it pretty recently but i mean julia roberts is like one of my all-time favorites and I feel like it's like a perfect movie because Cameron Diaz is so good in it too. (laughs) And I think it's, it's one of those weird movies where it's like, you've got this main character who is like, I feel like she is incredibly unlikable. Like you do not like her for most (laughs) of the movie, um, but you always sort of root for her and Uh she's got like a special charm about it. And I feel like Cameron Diaz is, I was like, I was kind of blown away by her performance. I've always liked her movies, but I thought she this was like the best thing I've ever seen her in. And she was just so <laughs> great. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Probably. I think I saw it at the theater and that was about it. Oh, what year did it should, come out? Uh, let me look quick. You should definitely give it another watch because it's just, it's a very good, like 97 is when it came out. Mm. So after I worked at the movie theater, but it does feel like one of those movies that I might've seen at the, when I worked at the movie theater, you know? Yeah. You should definitely give it another shot again if you're ever in a rom-com mood because it's, I think it's like one of the most perfect rom-coms ever. Definitely. We should like trade off. You watch Joe vs. the Volcano and I'll watch My Best Friend's yes. Wedding. And we'll come, come together, together and watch Romancing the Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a play. <laughs> and the next Bridget Jones's Diary movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, this is fun, and um, we're doing another one of these for David Lynch, uh, more influenced him as opposed to influenced by him, and we're going to mm-hmm. do a Rear Window next week. 
Yes, not the one that I am <laughs> almost done with. <laughs> I I totally misheard my because my brain is broken and I'm almost done watching The Wicker Man, which is also a David Lynch <laughs> um, inspiration film. So maybe we'll film, do that one so. the week after. <laughs> <laughs> I am liking it so far, but I will watch Rear Window for our next recording. And I'm very excited because I've never seen it. Yeah, I haven't. I hadn't seen that one either, but I watched it last night and I'm excited to talk about it as well. Yes, it'll be fun. Yeah. So come back next week. Uh, we'll have another rambly talk about Rear Window. Oh, if you want to get in contact with us and tell yes. us about the first time you saw Bridget Jones' Diary or tell us what we totally forgot to talk about during this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Yes, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersandmadness.com. Yes, and we hope that you will. <laughs> yes, and leave us a million five-star reviews because we're great. Oh, yes, please, because we you love our... keep asking for that. And so people stop yes. trying to give them to us. Because <laughs> <laughs> you love our rambly episodes. And <laughs> please. Yes, please. And we're recording this the day before my birthday, so... Yes. For a Happy birthday gift, birthday. you can put five stars <laughs> <on> there. <laughs> Happy free birthday. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we'll record Rear Rendo on my birthday, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll... I'll be super relaxed because I'm going to the spa earlier in the day. Oh, right. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm going to have to... <laughs> Ask you all the details. Like, Rear Window is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well also be more relaxed and deeper and she'll just be like, whatever happened in that movie. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's good enough for this episode. So yes. thank you all and we will see you next week. Talk yes. to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be next week for them. Yes. <coughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Quick, end the podcast. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Right. Bye.